six Matthew Broderick vehicle, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Love is a fool's paradise. Uh, we're the Love Damn. to Hate podcast, and I don't uh, like a pair of dice. Which, like D6s? Love is a pair of dice. No, Love is a fool's <laughs> pair of dice. I'm more okay with that than love is a fool's pair of dice. Love, love is a fool's pair of D4s because if you're not careful, you'll step on it and it'll hurt you real bad. <laughs> I like how we've I like how we've rationed this out. Uh, welcome to the Love Hate Podcast. I am Brad. With me today is Nika. <gasps> it's me, but you looked at Steph when you said it. Hell! I gave you the old flim flam. <laughs> <laughs> and Steph. Good thing I live in a gangster's paradise. So, is that? <laughs> never mind. And last but not least, Every day is full of screaming when you're in paradise. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that how that works? Yes. <laughs> this is the Love to Hate podcast. Uh, what we like to do here is we like to holler about things that we like and hate. There's four of us, uh, as, you, as you might have realized. And uh, then you guys go to our website and you vote who loved or hated the best. And at the end of the season, somebody wins, uh, like, uh, you know, Kim or myself. And, uh, you know, somebody loses, like Steph. (laughs) Aww. Or Kim. Or me! Shit! (laughs) (laughs) Who lost season one? I don't remember. Mika. Me! Mika, that's right. Sorry. I don't remember. I don't remember who loses. (laughs) I like to dwell on the positive. You remembered me, your wife. You're sitting right here. (laughs) Okay, so that is the show. That's how we do things. Uh, We're gonna we're gonna start up and talk about how this is season four. Not quite the top of the season. It's the second episode. Uh, We we do have a few new things in the works for this season. Uh, We've got uh, that steel buzzer. Uh, So. (gasps) Say, say we're talking about stuff. Uh, say, say Kim loves. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Kim, what do you love? Halloween. But Nika's like, no, I love Halloween, and she could just smash that steel button and talk about Halloween. And Kim would have to come up with a new subject. Hell. And be so <laughs> angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we are in, doing the steals this season, we also have initiated like a, a safe uh, bet. Kind of like a lock, if you will. Subject. Secret, yeah. yeah, yeah. For, for each of us that the people can't steal, that way we know that it will be uh, good for you and good for us. So, uh, but without any further ado, let's get drunk and talk about Woo! patrons. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about this absolute mad lad? <laughs> Is he a mad lad? Is he? Absolute mad lad, Jack Reedy, who <laughs> upped his donation. To a level unheard of before. Heretofore <laughs> unprecedented. He is our he is our king of good boys who gives us money, which means doesn't he get to have a, a special special treat? He will be appearing in a guest form at some point, which we need to uh, determine with him. Well, so that's that's something yes. that'll be in the future. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, uh, theoretically, it, it is only for patrons as it's listed on the website. But if Jack wants to, and if it's a great episode, we might just put it out there for all y'all. We have not decided yet. Um, but what's everybody drinking um, well, on behalf of Jack today? I've got some friggin' rosé. Ooh. Ooh, in a mason jar. Yes. <laughs> That's that Tennessee class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nika, what you got? I will be taking a natural shot for 
So you're doing yeah. a, you're, a you're smoke gonna take shot. an apple shot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a sweet breath of fresh air from trees. <laughs> Seth, what about you? I have vodka. And I have gin. Ooh. So let's do it. All right, but before we can drink, we have to go make the funny. Uh, yes. So, uh, Kim, are you ready with the website? Yes, I am ready with a Mad Lib all about our friend Jack. A Mad Lib for our Mad Lad? Uh, yes, a Mad Lib <laughs> for a Mad Lad. All right. I need five nouns. Five nouns. Okay. A car. Elbow. Elbow. Fingernail. Fingernail. Butthole. Butthole. Beer. And beer. Perfect. Now I need one animal. Tapir. Nice, nice, nice pull. (laughs) All right, now I need one number. Four. Four. I hope there's four Uh. buttholes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and for this one, the prop just says something funny, and I need six of those somethings funnies. Okay. Farts. Uh, God, flatulence. (laughs) Teresa May at a disco. Okay, yes. at a disco. Sean Bean accents. Sean Bean accents. I'm going to write orphans. Yeah. <laughs> the Love to Hate podcast. Yes. Oh, Love to Hate yes. podcast. And what did you say, Nika? I need Oh, I said pregnancy scares. <laughs> pregnancy oh, We're terrible. Scares. I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now I need one possessive noun. Hers? Which I... Yeah. Now I need one adverb. Slyly. And one adjective. Old. Okay. Now I need some verbs ending in I-N-G. Oh, talk about that present participle. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Podcasting. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Need another verb in I-N-G? Suffocating. Suffocating. (laughs) Two more. Laughing. Laughing. Digging. Digging. All right. Play it. Let's put this together. <coughs> Hi, my name is Jack, and I'm going to tell you about my last day of fourth grade. It was an old day, and everyone was podcasting to get out of their seats and head home. My teacher was mean to me all year, so I decided to prank him before school let out. All year, I'd been planning of ideas. Would I orb and elbow him? Fingernail in his seat? I didn't know. Then it hit me. I would let a tapir loose in the classroom. It was perfect. Luckily, I had one in my backpack. It's very on hand. <laughs> the end of the day came, and conveniently enough, everyone wasn't paying attention because they were watching the butthole. It's true. <laughs> So I figured it was time. I asked to go back to my backpack to get something. He said yes, so I went back to my backpack and grabbed the tapir. I snuck it back to my seat and waited a few seconds, and then I let it loose. It ran around the room slyly. (laughs) Everyone was in a panic. Kids were suffocating, (laughs) laughing, and digging on desks. (laughs) The teacher yelled, Farts, Teresa May at a disco, Sean Bean accents, orphans love to hate, podcast pregnancy scare. (laughs) Two seconds later, it was time to go. I ran out the door while everyone was panicking and went outside and jumped in my hers beer and went home. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah, no, I think that's a documentary, Uh, actually. That's a a magical, a a magical (laughs) moment we just experienced. Wow. Uh, I think that's a... Farts! 
Teresa May on the dead uh, from now on, he is now he is now Jack Teresa Man of Discovery. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's let's do those drinks. Uh, slash oh, y'all. To Jack. To Jack. Delicious. All right, so tasty, tasty. Uh, now we got that business out the way. Let's get on the love and the hate. Yeah, my turn. Steph, what you got? All right, we're going to start off with a delightful romp this episode, because I, I have yet to meet anybody who doesn't like this. You're talking I, about fucking? No. <laughs> that's for episode 420. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Hey! Uh, that's actually my safe love <laughs> this season. <laughs> so I haven't ever met anybody who isn't into this, or, or I haven't ever met anybody who doesn't, act, like, actively dislikes this, but they've got to be out there, and I think there's people that just aren't crazy about it. But I am here to talk about the world's most satisfying and ridiculous and fun treasure hunt. And that is thrift shopping. Yes! (laughs) Yes. Thrifting rules. Go on, Macklemore. Continue. Yes. Me and (laughs) Macklemore have this in common. Uh, As says to many people. Uh, And I think there's actually been kind of like a thrifting renaissance in like Mm -hmm. the last few years. I feel like thrift shops are popping up everywhere now and i think part of that is like people being a little bit more aware of things like fast fashion and reusing stuff like that and and trying to not just throw things out but get used buy used things and send used things and people are condoing all their shit and yeah instead of throwing it out you know you like send it somewhere and maybe they get somebody else who gets to use it again also it's almost like people don't make enough money to buy real clothes like real new clothes <laughs> so they gotta go to thrift shop I don't, I don't know about that I because mean, you yeah. can, there's some pretty fucking cheap clothing out there but it's poorly made and sweatshops are a thing and I'm not saying that like that isn't a factor but <laughs> like yeah so yeah thrift shopping is so fun like it can be the weirdest experience because you're just going around and you're like who the fuck would ever want any of this stuff (laughs) and i mean like it's one of those things where you can you can totally have a good time and do it for free like you can just go to a store and look around and like look at all the crazy shit um and i mean if you want to like buy things you know you can do that too and generally the price tag is pretty low um but yeah half the fun is honestly just like looking at weird stuff and like one of my favorite places in the thrift store is uh like the knickknack aisle yes oh Oh, girl yes every piece in that section has a story <laughs> and it's amazing like what things end up there like people's trophies and yeah! like their old their dishes like things that are you know probably so it's so, like not all things like some things are obviously like kind of like cheap chinese crap but like you know there's a lot of things that end up there that like okay this probably has a story behind it like this you know this might have been like someone's china or someone's like best student at whatever elementary mug <laughs> like it, it, it amuses me so much like trying to like understand what the process was that led it to be in the thrift store and like if it's the kind of thing that would ever get bought again and like is like i've come to believe that there's kind of a market for everything yeah like, you know, i don't i don't know if it's accurate but it's something about like the first sale on ebay was like a broken laser pointer and and, yeah and the seller contacted the guy who bought it he was like you know this is broken right and the guy was like yeah i collect laser pointers 
That's wild. So well, why? I, I don't know, but like there's something for everybody and the thrift store is a really fun way to kind of explore that and see like what people are into and, and what people have also like de- decided to discard, like things that mm-hmm. weren't really important to them or or maybe were so- important to somebody in their family. Yeah. But, like, you can like I don't like uh, one of my grandmothers is probably going to have to move into some sort of assisted living situation relatively soon. And so we were like, my sister and I were visiting her a month ago, and we were just looking around her house, and we were like, God, she has so much crap. (laughs) And, like, there's a certain amount of it where, like, we're going to have to be a little vicious when we go through the house because we can't keep everything because there's so much crap. And while something may be important to her and have a story for her that's not necessarily... Doesn't necessarily like carry over for us. <laughs> that story dies with her. Yeah, there, like she even showed us around her house, and like there were a few things where like yeah, there, there's no significance to them like outside of her. And I love mm-hmm. her, but I'm not going to keep things around that don't have a significance outside of like her experience with the object. So it's probably going to go yeah. to the thrift store, but then like maybe that item will get a chance to find significance with somebody else. Yeah. 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 I will say so. Like when my dad died, we we like there's just so much shit that you accrue over your lifetime, and it's like we we're like it, it just made me realize like man, this is how thrift stores exist because people just continually buy shit and don't throw it away yeah. or give it to thrift stores, and then eventually you got to go clear a house that has like you know forty years of forty stuff. years worth yeah. of accumulated yeah. goods, and it's like ugh. Which makes me not want to buy things. So <laughs> yeah, and and that I mean, there's like a, a kind of a like I know I went through a phase where I went thrift shopping a little too much, and then I ended up with like a house <laughs> full of thrift store goods. You guys, yes. <laughs> Let me describe our bathroom for you guys. So <gasps> is it full of fun tchotchkes? Uh, no, not, not really. Not, not tchotchkes. <sighs> but but what it is? So we have like so you got like the sink with the mirror in front mm-hmm. of it, and then like there's the toilet, and behind the toilet, like the the counter like curves to go around the toilet, yeah. and uh, on this counter there are five containers of rings. To be fair, those are cups, oh, the cool. tea cups that I got in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not talking about the cups. I'm cool okay. with the cups. It's the five containers of rings. Oh, rings. Yes. Mostly earrings. Rings, earrings, earrings. necklaces. Yeah, I've maybe seen her wear five of these. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like 30 rings yeah, and cool. 10 sets of earrings. What if I do want to wear them one day? Exactly. You're going to end up like... The thrift store loves you too, I guess is all I'm Did saying. I, ever tell you that I also have like one of those little like kind of countertop jewelry cases. Did I ever tell you that I didn't thrift that? I found it on a dumpster. Yeah, Hell yes! Yeah. yeah. I mean, Steph, oh, my heart, I'm so glad we're friends. I used to yeah. go dumpster diving all the time in high school and like find fun things. I I was not dumpster diving. I literally was just like walking down the street and I saw somebody like perched <gasps> it on the side of the dumpster and I was like, I'll have that. Hell yeah. I will say that like, I don't know, I, I under I kind of understand a lot of thrift stores, but like I feel the exact opposite. Yeah. I go to a thrift store and I'm like, like this is why climate like global warming is happening. <laughs> Look at all this shit that got made that nobody really yeah. needed that they then gave to a thrift store. That it, like like. But at least the people shopping there who, aren't buying another new product. I guess, but like that, those products didn't need to get made in the first place. No, but they're here now. You might as well like 
gets, I don't know, get a, a release yeah. out of them. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally with Steph. I love going in and seeing, like, all the weird personal things that have somehow washed up on the shore of Goodwill. Yeah. Like, I have a little carved horse head hanging in my living room. And I got that from a Goodwill. And on the back, like, someone has written, like, when they made it. They made it before oh. I was born. Oh. And now it's hanging on my wall. I, I love that That's shit. Cool. Do you also love antiquing? I've never really done antiquing because I've very okay. rarely been in a place in my life to buy furniture. Oh, yeah. Well, like, you can go buy, like, old little postcards. Things, pictures. Yeah. Antiquing yeah. is the best. Antiquing rules. I love yeah, it so I think much. I would enjoy it, and that might be something that... I do when we have a place of our own, but yeah. Yes. Literally, the uh, the only furniture I think I've ever really bought is the table that this computer is sitting on and the IKEA bed behind us, <laughs> and almost everything else I have like gotten from people like who are clearing out their houses and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a lot of the furniture that I first got when Ben and I moved in together, I got from Goodwill because I'm not made of money and you can find some really cool stuff there. Yeah, like just because it's from there doesn't mean it's low quality or anything. Yeah. Often it's just people who like, yeah, they're moving or they're clearing out a house. They don't want to deal with it. They just want it to be gone. Yeah. You can find some really nice stuff there. I have this really cool like little tray table that I got when I was still up in Massachusetts at a Savers. And, like, I still use it. It's so cute. It has, like, a little painting of, like, a barn on it. And it's sick. Um, so what what are your favorite hauls that you've gotten? Oh, man. A, a lot of it is clothes. Like, I've been really fortunate. Like, some of my, my favorite outfits and stuff I've, like, thrifted. <gasps> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, usually clothing. Like, especially when I've had to, like, overhaul my wardrobe really quickly for some reason. Like, usually for, like, a yeah. job. Like, before I moved to Korea, I went thrifting and I, like, bought a bunch of, like, professional clothing. And, like, yeah, if I get this job that I'm applying for now, like, I'll have to do the same. Like, because I, like, need to update my wardrobe with, like, some business casual stuff. Um, so it's really good for that. I'm trying to think of, like, it's good at, like, um, I've had a lot of success if you, like, buying things for costumes and stuff. Yeah! Um, if you need, like, something really weird or, like, something that's cheap and you don't mind tearing apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and books it's really good for books books are so fun yeah, and sometimes like, you'll like get little inscriptions in the front and you're just like i wonder who this was yeah like <laughs> i found i found a couple like hardback first editions of some oh, of my damn. favorite books for like a dollar at a that's thrift store awesome. so that's been pretty cool man you would go fucking nuts for the place that Ben, my husband, works. Uh, It's basically a gigantic used bookstore. So it's like a giant... It's thrift store prices, but for, like, books and records and movies and stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just, like, you sell... People sell their old stuff in, and then the place he works at resells it. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I do enjoy a half-price bookstore. Yeah. So, like, I get that. But Mm -hmm. I don't... Like, general thrift story-ery... General thrift storery. I don't. I'm not. I'm not yeah. 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 I love it. Like, and it's amazing what people will like too. Like, so like something that comes to mind is this happened to me a couple years ago, and um, oh god, more like 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 a good like eight or nine years ago now. Uh, buying my spring jacket, which <laughs> I still wear, uh, and I was like poking through the jackets, and there was this uh lady who was pulling out. Like, these really, to, to my sense, is really horrid, like, jean jackets with, like, <gasps> big embroidered flowers and, like, rhinestone, like, big fucking, like, rhinestones on them and stuff. Like, they were very country. 
I would wear that in a fucking and, and heartbeat. I mean, that is actually trendy again. So, like, maybe this lady was just ahead of her time. <laughs> yeah. I could see Kim wearing it. But it was funny because I was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, my God, who would ever wear that? And she kind of turned to me and she was like, look at this. Isn't it beautiful? I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. Like, that's precious. You know, it's not for me, but like you were able to find it here and you're going to take it home and super, super enjoy it and treat it like a, a like a really special find. Like, I think that's a, that's part of why thrifting, you feel like really good about the pieces too, because you have to work for them. Like, yeah. Like there's, there's <laughs> yeah. a certain amount of like, yeah, like treasure hunting involved. Like you've got to like go through everything find something that you're interested in, hope it fits, try it. Like, you know, there's a lot more work involved. And if, you know, it doesn't fit you or if it's not quite the right thing, I was like, well, sorry, like you can't get another version of it. Yeah, there's not, it's not the same thing in a different size. Yeah. And like when you find that one thing that speaks to you, it's such a good feeling. Like yeah. the, the shirt I'm wearing right now was basically thrifted via eBay. And it is, it's, it says, where the hell is Roscoe? And it's a place in New York that only has like 500 people and I saw it on eBay, got it for $10 with shipping and I just saw it and it made me laugh so hard. And now I own this tourist t-shirt for a town that I never knew existed before <laughs> I came across this image of this horrid hellscape of Roscoe, New York. <laughs> yeah, one, one time that thrifting was really handy for me was when I was in Korea because like I couldn't oh. really shop there because I'm not Korean sized. So yeah. thrift stores were great because, you know, when, when foreigners would leave the country, they would just like send everything off to thrift stores so they didn't get rid of shit. So that, I found some really nice dresses and stuff um, at thrift stores in Korea um, That's when I really, really cool. couldn't like shop at normal places. So that oh, was yeah. always nice too. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's fun. Like it's time consuming. I will give it that. It's definitely, like, not something you can't really, like, run in and run out when it comes to thinking, but, like... <laughs> yeah, it's also, also why I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, <sighs> and, God, sometimes the savings are just so incredible, though. Like, it's, you know, you can, like, revamp your whole wardrobe for, like, under 50 bucks sometimes. Yeah! Oh, yeah. and you find such cool, like, unique pieces. Yeah. I actually had asked Ben to go thrift store shopping with me tomorrow for GeeklyCon, because I wanted to get shit ready for that. But yeah, what would you say your your thrift store aesthetic is? Like, what what kind of things do you look for? Like, I obviously look for weird novelty <laughs> t-shirts and chashkis. <laughs> Usually dresses. Um, mm. I, I tend to get a lot of dresses at thrift stores because dresses can be really expensive. And uh, yeah, like, I don't know. There's, I've, I've had pretty good luck in the past. Um, books, for sure. Hell yeah. Um, I've ha- Oh, shoes. I've had really good success with shoes. Um, I've. <laughs> I've talked about this when, when I talked about breaking in shoes but yeah I have like <laughs> four or five different pairs of shoes from thrift stores because uh, I have a really common shoe size so it's oh that's nice easy. like normally at a store when I go all, all the shoes in my size are gone but at the thrift store it means there's lots of shoes in my size so hell yeah but someone else wore them yeah. yeah, sometimes. Some, you can tell sometimes. But, like, somebody else wore the yeah. clothing, too. Like, it's, Yeah, know? but you can wash clothing. Yeah, and, like, wearing them is not the worst thing that someone could have done to those shoes. <laughs> someone <laughs> nut in a shoe. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> you can nut in a regular clothing, too. Uh, yeah, uh, that's okay, also you're, true. Okay, you're making my argument for, my, for me. <laughs> you can put nut on anything. You can. Please you can do not put nut on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite, like, 
things that comes up pretty frequently on Reddit is threads of, uh, you know, like thrift store workers. What's the weirdest thing you've ever found? Man, people donate some weird shit. Like, hell yeah. I, I think almost every time it comes up, somebody talks about how they found ashes, like human <gasps> ashes. Apparently that comes up a lot. Because, like, yeah, people just, like, empty out a house and not, like, look in every fucking, like, tchotchke. Oh, my <laughs> God. Just, like, people find money all the time, apparently. Like, grandma, Hell like, yeah. scrolls away her, her bills and stuff in, like, teacups and sugar bowls. Um, That's my grandma. <laughs> sex toys. That's the other thing that gets donated <gasps> a lot, Yeah. That's the one secondhand thing that's, like, oh, no. No, that, no, no just throw that just away. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. Steph, you need to check out r slash thrift store halls. Oh, it's yeah, a very yeah, inspiring it, place. Yeah. Yes, yes! Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah, yeah. So thrifting is, is a good time. It's, uh, you know, you can save some money, go on a little adventure, find some things. It's, uh, it's good. And, like, a lot of thrift stores are charities, too, which is nice. Yeah. Just not, don't go to Salvation Army because they're bastards. Army. Goodwill's yeah. all right, I think. Um, yeah, Goodwill's all right. What's the other one though? Uh, the St. Vincent de Paul, I think, is all right too. That's oh, that's a common one I've in, in some places. Yeah. What is the best thing you have ever gotten from a thrift store? Pop, pop, might be my jacket actually. My, Hell yeah. my like, Your blue, blue spring jacket? jacket. Yeah, because I've had it for like eight years now. It's a nice jacket, and uh, the color it's like it's like sky blue. It's really pretty. <gasps> oh. Yeah. It's nice. That or like. Uh, I got like a black flower dress in New Zealand that I still wear all the time. Those are the two that come to mind. I used to get books all like shitty paperbacks all the time back before <laughs> e-readers were a thing. It's mm-hmm. like anytime I go on a trip, I'd like load up on shitty paperbacks. Oh, yeah. Reminds me, I had a buddy uh, when, before I was in the military when I was in college who was broke af, but he had a fireplace, so he would literally go to Goodwill and buy like uh. twenty books and just burn books in his it's fireplace. Oh my god. It's cheaper than That's wood. Because so <laughs> it's cheaper than wood. And uh yeah, so I guess that's useful. Yeah. I mean you're not supposed to burn books. I mean, like some he wasn't like he was books like deserve to burn. Thing. <laughs> he was just like, I'm cold and these yeah. books are kindling. And there's forty million Danielle Steele novels in the world. So I <laughs> that's true. Something. It's not gonna be too terrible. Yeah, well it was one of those situations where like both of his roommates fucked off and he was left with the rent. Yeah. And he was oh, like, shit. Well, I guess I'm not paying these bills this month. Yeah. <laughs> um will, in happier news stuff, I will say I do enjoy going to thrift stores and like mostly this happens at Goodwill. I I don't think that I've seen it elsewhere. And like seeing all of the redonkulous art. Oh, yes! yes. Oh, oh, I love bad art. Uh, I love it so much. Like art that's clearly been like painted by the former owner or whatever. Like that's no, even better. No, no. I mean like no. Thomas Kincaid shit oh, that people finally okay, were like, okay, I don't need yeah. the light bringer in my life anymore. <laughs> Let's put this away. Uh, or or you'll uh, and now I've been like seeing a lot of uh, like those paintings that people do in like the wine and paint classes. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody makes the same fucking painting. How reusable are canvases? They're reusable. Actually, one of my coworkers, he'll go to thrift stores, buy shitty old paintings, and then just like gesso over them. Mm. That's and cool. Wants canvases because it's cheap. Like canvases are kind yeah, of expensive. expensive. Well, yeah, you got to stretch yeah. it over the wood and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he just buys old ones and like paints over them. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. I love the, uh, speaking of bad thrift store arts, I love, 
the ones where people have taken those old shitty paintings and then painted like monsters on them. In there. Oh. Yes, yes. yes. I so love much. those. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, it's, it's very much like you know the one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah, so the spirit is alive and well in the thrift store. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my love. That's good. That's good oh, love. That's good one last thing about thrifting, especially thrifting books. When I was in college. We used to go down to Savers and buy as many bad romance novels as we could and keep them in the bathroom for bathroom reading. Uh, <laughs> it was a great idea, yes. and I want to do that again. <laughs> All right, who's hating? Who's, what's up? What, what's up? Who's next? I believe it's Kim. Kim, hey. It's me. Okay, so we just talked about something that's nice and calming. Some would say shopping therapy. Um, and I'm going to talk about something that's supposed to be calm, but it makes me go fucking feral with rage. And that is meditation. Ah! I hate meditation. It is the most obnoxious thing in this entire world. Like, if I could shut off my brain, I fucking would. I doubt practice would help. And what I especially hate are guided meditations. You know, the ones where a lady with fucking wind chimes in her backyard just says, imagine you're walking and you see a fairy. And as you see the fairy, you feel a wave of peace and serenity come over your body. Those make me so upset. They <laughs> make me rage. They do the opposite of what they're supposed to do. Like, when I was going to therapy, my therapist was just like, hey, these are some guided meditations for good for depression and anxiety. She's like, listen to them as you go to sleep. It'll help you fall asleep better. Because I've never been able to go to sleep like a normal person. And as I was listening to this lady... Talk about magical snow forests and elves. <laughs> I got so angry, I started crying. Oh, like, no. I didn't want to hear it so much that tears sprang from my eyes. And if you, if you watch YouTube, you will get these ads for this app called Calm. And it's this fucking smug-ass British dude who's just like, close your eyes for two seconds and think about your day. Your brain must quiet down and I lose my shit. I have to smash that skip button so fast because I don't want to hear any fucking more of that garbage. Fuck meditation. If you can do it and it helps you, that's great. But I don't know what went wrong in my brain to make me go absolutely bug fuck whenever I hear a calming voice telling me what to do. I think it's because I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> now, Kim, remind me, where did you come down on ASMR? I, I hated it. Yeah, yeah I think it's, a, it it's one of the same thing, right? Like <laughs> misophonia is that what it's called? I I, maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but like I don't. I also just can't. I can't. Like whenever somebody's like, "Hey, okay," I just want to be like, "Motherfucker, I am a thirty-three-year-old man. Don't yes! talk to me that way. Yes! You got earned that. You don't know me." <laughs> yeah, it's just like everything is not okay. Voice. But they just want you to stay nice and calm and just have a relaxing evening. They will have to fucking make me. They will have to like come to my yard and fucking beat me into submission before I will relax. No amount of soft talking to me is gonna make up like no. No. It like my lizard brain hears like the soothing talking like you would to like a wounded animal, and it just makes me get stanced up. I get stanced oh, the get fuck it. I up. I totally get it. Okay, a question. Yes. So is it is it the tone of voice or is it the the content? I think it's both. I I think the calming voice definitely has a lot to do with it because it's just like some like the cadence of just like close your eyes 
and imagine you in a world of trees. I'm just like, you're talking so fucking slowly and repeating the same things over and over again. Like, bitch, I get it. Okay, next point of information, please. And also, like, the talking, I just don't, I don't understand how thinking about fucking fairies in a magical Christmas vacation will help me not be depressed. Like, right? I don't, but, but, I don't but fucking to be, get it. To be fair, Kim, it does stop you from being sad because now you're angry. Yeah, no, I'm just Great. absolutely so, ripped So it up. works, just not in the right way. Yeah, I think I, something is wrong that I am just so stubborn that when someone tells me to do something, I don't like it. I won't do it. I honestly just don't understand why they're all, like... Okay, here are the stereotypical things that are yeah, used to represent tranquility. They're never very creative. Yeah, just like either you're on a beach or you're in a forest or you're in fucking space. Well, that would that would actually be terrifying. Oh, I wouldn't want to listen to that. Space-themed <laughs> meditation. Ugh, just, your Imagine oxygen is slowly running drifting out. Drifting into the infinite void. You can scream, but no one can hear you. Uh, isn't, that the, isn't that the concept of Sayer? Isn't that just uh, a <laughs> space horror meditation? Pretty much, yeah. That is effective. Yeah, that is what Sarah is actually is a fucking long form <laughs> space horror themed meditation. Yep. <laughs> I just, it's... And I get that it works for some people, but yeah, like the visualization but... itself oh, is just so weird for me because because like I am by no means the smartest person alive, but like why like when they're telling me to picture shit, I'm just, why. <laughs> yeah. Why am I picturing yeah. that? And also, like, okay, cool. I'm picturing it. Yeah. It's not there. I'm just picturing it. Yeah. How's it supposed to bring me you calmness? Got, you got that analytical brain. <laughs> You're just like, why? I don't. This is a, a tree. Is not it? Is not empirically peaceful. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Nika? Oh well, I was gonna ask. What do you think of imagination then? Because Ooh. is that not the same? <gasps> oh, to shit. sit and imagine something. <laughs> Yeah, but it's I'm and not being told to. So it's that's the, the difference. Do you find the act of someone guiding you through it condescending? Yeah, I think that's it. Yes. Yeah, I think okay. that's it. And I also think I'm like I I'm not a person who's very centered in their body. Like I'm very like up in my brain and my body can do whatever. Like again, my therapist tried to like do a grounding exercise with me and I was like I don't feel anything. It's not fucking working. I'm not <laughs> relaxing. And she's just like, ah, oh, it's because you hate your body, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what about mindfulness? Is that the same to you as meditation? Because so. mindfulness, usually that, that comes up when I am in the middle of like emotional turmoil and I have to like take a step back and be like, yeah. okay, what is my wise mind doing? Like, I need to look at, examine my feelings. I'm the one who's captaining that ship, not some smug-voiced Australian man. <laughs> so, 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 Kim, is it just the the guided part of it that bothers you? Like, do you do you also, or do you also just dislike the act of like meditating? Meditating, yeah. Like, like yeah. I don't. Yeah. Would you do an unguided it, meditation? I could attempt but i doubt i would be successful because my brain is like a hamster mm, on uh, on adderall yeah. that just keeps running and running and running so if i basically my form of imagination is like nika said just imagining things and like using my little imagination to tell myself stories because then i'll get relaxed and then i'll fall asleep but if i try to empty out my brain and just think about nothing i think that would also make me very angry <laughs> yeah right because like I, I i don't want to speak for you but for me it's very much like okay no, there's still something there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not completely yeah. empty. 
I guess I'm fucking uh-huh. this up. And then you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, well, I'll never fucking reach enlightenment at this rate. <laughs> Is this what MG feels like? No. Yeah. I don't know. Also, it's, I need to remember to buy boring. groceries tomorrow. We need milk. What are we having for dinner on Saturday? Yeah. Remember that time you cut that old lady off? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember 10 years ago yeah. when, you, when you said something out loud with extreme confidence that was 100% wrong and everyone <laughs> laughed at you? Yeah. Let's think about that right now. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I think that if I try to empty out my brain... I don't know. I have to have. I, I think it's boring. I think it's boring to think about nothing. I don't. I don't know how to reach that state of mind where you're not thinking of anything. I think the closest I've ever gotten to that is when I'm working on art and I'm just so consumed with it that I'm not really thinking anything. I'm just working, but then I'm still doing something. I'm not just fucking sitting there and being like, "Wow, hope the universe is chill when I meet them." Ha ha. So like, <laughs> the the metaphor that I always like to use is like, okay, my brain is a crazy like rushing river, like it's yeah. it never stops. And like damning it doesn't help. Like that's not it's not it's not a thing that is possible, it's not a thing that's gonna be effective long term. So the thing that helps me is being able to like focus the river into something productive. Like, yeah, like art is a big one, like for me too. Yeah. It's like if I can make something, like that's and like podcasts, like for me too, like that's kind of you know you you like focus the energy into something rather than trying to shut it off. Because if you shut it off, it just gets yeah. backed up and then you turn into, like, more of a crazy person. Yeah, I I think I would... I, I'm similar to that. Although, like, for me, like, meditation is, like, going down a wiki hole where, like, you're just learning everything <laughs> you learn about, about whatever the topic is. And it's like, you're not thinking about anything else. Yeah. You're just focused on Germanic tribe migrations during the <laughs> 12th century. That's almost like, it's almost like automatic writing, where you're like, oh, I'm this now. And like, oh, okay, yeah, this. Like, this, you know, in the sense that, like, you're just sort of going where your brain is, yeah, is yeah. triggering you. I get that, yeah. But if I do that, I'll get caught on something and be like, I have to wake up and look this up right now and learn more information about it. <laughs> so, Nika, do you do meditation at all? I... I don't know. I think I'm very good at zoning out, though. Oh, that's nice. Which, kind of, but then I do it a lot. I've noticed that I I do it a lot whenever I'm with my phone. Like, I can hear what people are saying, but I don't mm. listen. I, like, <laughs> I'll ask something, I immediately forget it. So it is all not the best thing to be able to do, um, but I think it's been really helpful to uh I try to just focus on my breathing instead of not think about anything so I think about I'll think about my breathing in terms of like a um cyclical or repeating pattern so I might think of my breathing of like going in and like going out and finishing like an infinity loop or something like that and that's something that it's basic enough that it keeps my brain busy but not so much that I like start fixating on it a whole bunch and that usually just helps me like kind of chill out a little bit if i need to um kim and or nika and or steph um when it comes have you ever have you ever tried doing it whilst altered by a natural (laughs) substance and does that help yes and yes i think it's easier i i I will say like i definitely have had moments where i have been altered by a natural substance (laughs) (laughs) and 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 have been able to just like sit and clear my mind and i think that that's the only time that i've ever been able to do that's why i like it Mm. i like i like it so much is because it's the one thing that calms down the river like i remember (laughs) like when i got high like real high for the first time and i was like testing myself i was like 
can I let my mind wander? And I couldn't. Like, it literally, like, it was like my brain was, like, cushioned. You know? <laughs> and I, like, couldn't fucking, like, end up thinking mm. about 40 things at once. And that was really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love... Now, whatever the perfect day is to you, but the perfect day for me is like kind of an early spring it is warm but it is not so hot i'm going to sweat the mm. sun is out the wind is blowing and you can hear it rustling in the trees you can smell all of the um, flowers that have bloomed like that is like the perfect day i love to do what brad had mentioned go out on the perfect day and you just sit there and you just listen to nature Aww. and you just get like lost in all of it it's so that seems good. so nice i am picturing you laying in the middle of a field like stoked as fuck. basically <laughs> so like like me at louisville yeah <laughs> exactly. just arm up in the air <laughs> uh, not that i've ever done anything illegal in louisville. oh yeah no, no this is a, this is a Canada, perfectly legal podcast. the only place you've ever smoked it that is correct yes <laughs> it's the only place where I have been altered by a natural substance. <laughs> um, that's all I get it. I get it, Kim. So, but yeah. but Kim, you actually didn't ever answer. Have you have you tried oh. it whilst altered? No, because usually I'll be like, be like, I'm gonna make popcorn. <laughs> I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna watch Nailed It on Netflix, and then just kind of like veg out on the couch. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, so, so there's maybe. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm very simple. This would be a great punishment for Kim then. I Kim has to and Kim has to be on video while we like live we like may... we we could live stream Kim getting guided meditation from us. Oh my my God. eyes are watering thinking about how angry meditation. I'm getting. All right, Kimither. Now I need you <laughs> to close your eyes. Yeah. My eyes are watering. Oh, actually, we could get like John Caulfield to do it. Oh, yeah, have that, the accent, that British voice, yeah, smug accented voice. I just can't. I can't. All right, Kim's, Kim's gonna lose. You heard it here first. No. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. Well, that was a great hate. I liked it. Yeah. I, Thank you. I also hate it, so I, I'm on board. Same. And also, <laughs> it, it it provides us with a great punishment if if Kim should lose. Oh no. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Let's bring it back up with some love. Nika, what do you love? Okay, so I want to tell you guys about this love. It's a pretty new love in my life, like probably within the past, like, mm, let's say like eight or so years. Okay. Um, I would go ahead and I'm going to be so bold as to say it's a love of you guys, too. You can't say Taco Bell again, Nika. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell is bit okay. My mom tells me about how she used to eat Taco Bell whenever she first found out that she was pregnant with me, and I think that that's why oh, it's been ingrained into me. You're um, the child. No. Of you were born Taco to Bell. Bell. We're told. Yeah, you were born to Bell. <laughs> damn, damn. Um, so this is not Taco Bell, but this is something that you take with you everywhere. Um, you can do it anywhere. And you can basically, like, there's nothing that's out of the realm of possibility with this. It's podcasts. Oh! <laughs> Hell yeah! Ah, the self-filating love. <laughs> I love podcasts. I love that they are, in fact, universal. You don't have to... Um, 
do anything special to listen to them other than have a phone and an app, uh, most of which are free, and some headphones. Well, I would prefer you have headphones because no one else <laughs> wants to listen to the podcast that you're listening to. <laughs> um, there's anything that you want to listen to, it's out there. And if it's not, you can easily make your own podcast. Especially if it's, you're a white dude. <laughs> it's a great hobby that has a relatively low startup cost just to like get started. Now to like actually set up a professional rig or whatever, that takes more money. But just to get it started, it's very easy. Just have a topic and have a microphone or a rock band microphone and just <laughs> use that. It's entertaining. It's um something that I feel like brings people together who might not normally come together for things. You might have different yeah. backgrounds or you might not even live anywhere. Like and then you might get on the internet and then start talking to people that listen to the same podcast as you and meet your best friends. Um, I think podcasts are just really good and they're pretty like inclusive for everyone. Like there's a podcast yeah. for every type of person out there. They're good. They're not wholesome, but they're good. <laughs> yes. All right. I have a two-part kind of question. What? It, it works really well. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while now. It works really well. Shut up. Um, top three podcasts and okay. uh, something that maybe you learn through podcasting or discover that you kind of, or, or from listening to podcasts that you didn't ever think that you would be into or interested in that you have developed through podcasts <sighs> okay top three podcasts this is really hard number one is last podcast on the left yes um they are my favorite i think oh, god i want to say i haven't listened to this a lot but whenever Night Vale first came out, I loved it. Like, if I yes. can't go to sleep, I'll put on one of the early episodes of Night Vale and listen to it. Like, I frequently go back and re-listen to. Um, I'm going to say... I feel... I got to say I got to say Drunks and Dragons. I got to. Yeah. I have to. Because I, it was a podcast that I started listening to, and I loved it. And it was, I think, the first podcast where I was listening to to it it was my first like serious podcast I got into where I listened yeah. to all the episodes and I did that weird thing where I felt like I was friends with everyone even though I'd <laughs> never met them before um but here we are Aww. and then what was the second part of the question sorry something that you discovered oh. or learned through podcasting or for, for for through doing podcasts or through listening to podcasts that you maybe never would have gotten into otherwise um I feel like I'm pretty topic specific on my podcast but i did learn fourth edition dungeons and dragons through listening to a podcast and i would never have taught myself that because yeah. yeah. we didn't have any friends who played it so um i don't know i i that i think that the second question is too hard yeah, i don't cool. know that one it's fine you don't have to what are the three worst podcasts you've ever heard Ooh. Ooh. Oh. this one <laughs> no dreadful thoughts oh Oh, I really don't like Generation Y, or not Generation Y. I'm sorry. Um, True Crime Garage. Oh yeah, Generation Y is good. True Crime Garage. No, unsubscribe. Um, Sword and Scale. I used to love that show. 
I do not love that show anymore. That, guy that guy's a guy's a, a piece of well, shit. Yeah. Who yeah. Runs it. Because he was always a douchebag, but yeah. Really and they replaced him with someone um damn near as bad. Ooh. Ooh. It's not it's not good. Yikes. And then uh oh, this is one I don't know if um oh my favorite murder. Uh, really? I also yeah. don't really I, like them. I, I have jumped shit from them. Like I yeah, I remember it was before the first GeeklyCon, Brad had told me about my favorite murder. And so I had downloaded all the episodes they had and I listened to it on the way there and I was like, This is amazing. I love this show so much. And then they started having forty five minutes of crosstalk and so literally fifteen minutes of ads and they would say things that weren't true and then they would go back and say they hadn't actually done research and all they were doing Ooh. was reading wiki pages and they get paid way too much for that. Ooh. And um, then, so oh god. I mean I could go into a whole thing on them, but like they have this weird like thread of all like I don't want to say like anti-intellectualism, but like the idea that like it's okay to just be a dumb valley girl and Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't and just know. Say things that I, I think whatever you want to have an opinion on something that's fine. You're everyone's obviously entitled to your own opinion, but your opinion is not a fact. Yeah, and they oh, would say God, a yeah. lot of things as if they were fact without knowing anything about the whole process, and it was just very frustrating and i found myself being more frustrated than entertained so i cut them out i am very Which glad makes... that we are in general agreement about my favorite murderer because anytime i walk up to somebody and they're like and they're like oh my god i've been listening to my favorite murder and i'm like i don't really like it oh. the almost instantaneous reaction and response from them is like oh well it's probably because you're a guy uh, yeah uh, no it's, no, it's see, just not good content, bro. Yeah, the... I tried. I tried to listen to them once years ago. I sat there in my car for like fifteen minutes, and they didn't talk about anything related to true crime. And I was like, "I'm yeah. fucking done." Yeah. Like, I I didn't listen past that fifteen minutes of one episode. And it's oh, it's delighting me to hear you guys say that you feel the same because like. Literally everybody I talk to who likes true crime is just like, oh yeah, my favorite murder is so great. And I'm just like, is oh, it? Their fan base is, is so, so, their fan base is fucking crazy. Which is always, <laughs> like, sometimes they get really great stories out of that because they'll have people like send in their hometown murders and, yeah. and oh, things shit. like that. And like, they get some really interesting content out of it, but it's not worth wading through the bullshit. Mm -hmm. I will yeah. say, I do generally really appreciate like I, the only episodes that I will listen to if I still listen to, which I usually don't go out of my way to do it, is are the live episodes because they mm. cut the crap. Like, yeah, it's just, mm. and it, uh, they're still, they're still doing their shtick. They have to stick to a time. Yeah, they, well, they yeah. have to stick to a time frame, but they're still doing their shtick of we don't do research and we don't yeah. do research, so don't be upset if this isn't accurate. <laughs> which bothers it's people. interesting listening to them on other shows individually because when they're not together. They're way more listenable. Yeah, one of them went, was was on the dollop. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, like, uh, I Karen Kagarif has been yeah, on yeah. the dollop a few times. I mean, I think they're both great. I don't have a problem with them as people. I just have they have a brand, and their brand I do yeah. not like. Yeah, yeah. I think that there are cool things about it, but yeah, on the whole, but it's it's not, like not it. worth wading through all the crap. Yeah, uh, I don't mind skipping. I oh, yeah, love right. to, I love my podcast to get ads because that means they're doing well. I will skip through those ads. I do not like <laughs> skipping through 45 minutes of crosstalk. Right? Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. It's almost like their fans are in a cult and should call their <gasps> father. Call your papa. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nico, do you yeah. remember what the first podcast you ever listened to was? It was it was Drunks and Dragons. Really? I had really? never it really was. I had never listened to a podcast before and I had a coworker who said, "You like D&D. Um, yeah, I think you should listen to this podcast. I think you think it's funny." And I did, and I just sat at my desk and I listened to it all day while I was like sending out packets, home home application packets. And I loved it. It was the only thing that made me laugh in my soul-crushing job. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's a really cool story. You want to run horn on that question, Kim? What about you? Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, no, everyone's. My buddy Ryan, who now is the producer for Welcome to the Magic Tavern, huh. but he's, he's a family friend. And when he was still, God, I think he was just out of college, he created a podcast called Podcorn with his friend Logan, and he started it up when I was in high school, and that was the only podcast I listened to for a long time. I remember um, getting ready. I was, like, sewing my duvet to go to college and listening to Podcorn episodes, and so I followed him to, like, different projects that he did, because he went on to do another one called Critical Role, and then what? I started- Yeah! Or not Critical Role. Uh, <laughs> not Critical Role. Critical End. <laughs> you can, like, poop yourself. Yeah, yeah God, no. No, 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 no. Critical Role. Critical End. actually Matt Mercer. I fucking wish. He's hot as shit. Oh, my God. No, Critical End. I'm so sorry. Um, but, yeah, they used to do, like, live Oscar viewing together. So I used to do that all the time. And then I started expanding past people that I knew. And I started listening to, like, You Look Nice Today and other stuff like that and then i was just hooked and then i went to my brother my brother and me and then through that i heard an ad for cast of thrones and through that i found you guys <laughs> nice Steph. uh my journey very similar to kim but a little truncated because i started with you look nice today and then <gasps> found yeah. max fun through that my brother my brother and me heard the cast of thrones ad and was there damn yeah so yeah that was a That's long a time ago now <laughs> yeah what about you, Brad? Uh, the first podcast that I ever listened to was a, a little podcast called Anime World Order. Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> <gasps> so and if you're familiar with if you're familiar with racing like that, probably with racing with wrestling, uh, that was like their <laughs> their joke. Like like instead of NWO, it was AWO was their logo. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, is that a wrestling anime podcast? Oh my god! <laughs> and they did. I don't know. The, the show it, it eventually turned into like this kind of like navel gazing. Like we know more about anime and manga than anybody else. And if you don't agree with our our t- our hot takes, you're a piece of shit. Kim, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> their show isn't feels, like that no, it's not it feels good to be on top feels good to do the shitting <laughs> but it was really cool because they i originally started listening because the only ones that they would do were uh animes that were based on manga and they would like mm. go through and they'd actually do like almost film analysis but not quite where they're like here's here's the differences and here's why we think these parts are better and why they left this part out and why it's good that they left that part out and why it's shitty that they left this part out and it was super detailed, and so I really got into it. And plus, it was like it also like gave me more anime and manga to read, so that I could Hell then. Yeah. Uh, it's like where I mean that's essentially where I learned about like Kasuma Koike and all like the weird like lone wolf and cub shit. Hell um, yeah! Which is out there, folks. It's out there. Um, and then every once in a while, they would also do like a full like here's how this has appeared in every version of media. Like, kind of like uh, how we did Unreal Thoughts with, like... Oh, yeah. Like, the, the monsters. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and they would be like, okay, don't watch this movie, but if you do, it's hysterically bad. 
Um, but yeah, so that, I listened to that, and then I got really into WTF for a long time because I'm a comedy nerd. <laughs> and then from there, yeah, I don't know. I think it was pretty much just that. And then I was looking for a Game of Thrones podcast, so I found Cast of Thrones, and from there, here. It was a lot simpler back then. Yeah, it was. Really was. There were twenty podcasts. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to sound like a like a gatekeeping old woman, but like <laughs> it it is interesting to me that like all of our first podcasts were in the same like kind of five shows. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah there really weren't that many options back then, and like a lot of them interconnected too. Like like WTF, like Mark Maron would be on Maximum Fun all the time, so like I never did listen to WTF, but like the option was there. Yeah, and, like it wouldn't have been that crazy for you if it ended up listening to Maximum Fun and the yeah. same shows that I was listening to. Like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a huge world back then. I have a question for you guys about podcasts because podcasts, I feel like, started out as basically punk rock radio, where it's very yeah, do it sure. yourself, yeah. like anyone can do it, just like n- not necessarily any corporate ties, like don't have to cater to anybody except your own creative processes. But now. Every single goddamn comedian has a podcast, and I then they have so much money behind it. I honestly hate it. What do you guys think? <laughs> I don't like the ones that are super, super produced unless it is supposed to be that way. Like, I think, um, like Hollywood and Crime is one that is, um, a produced true crime show, but it's more of like listening to an episode of a show, not just hearing people talk about the facts. So that's gotcha. fine to me that it's produced because it's like an audio drama that's historically factual or factually histor- historically factually yeah. correct. Like a mini um, documentary. Yeah, yeah. So that's fine to me. But like a regular thing, just have good audio content or quality. That's all I need. I don't need like a whole bunch of like extra things. So like when it comes to comedians, like I get it. They are generally funny and therefore they'll, they will they will be entertaining. But it's like, I don't need to listen to it. Like, I would rather just go see you on stage. Yeah. And listen yeah. to you talk a lot. Like, one of the reasons why I enjoy, and I, I don't listen to WTF as much anymore just because uh, I get podcast fatigue. And I was going to ask Nika about that. Um, but, like, one of the reasons I enjoyed it is because, yeah, it was funny people. But it was funny people being, like, weird interpersonal issues mm-hmm. and, like, talking about, uh, you know, Mark Maron's, like, weird insecurities yeah. and... Like, some of the stuff you can identify with, but, like, if, when it's just, like, comedians just jabbering for an hour about nothing specifically, yes. and it's just meandering conversation until, like, and you can tell there are super hard edits where they were, like, uh... The, the funny people talking genre filled up really fast. Yes! And, like, you have to be a very specific group of people who are able to d- talk in a very specific kind of way to make that funny and make that marketable. The problem is that Agreed. everybody thinks that they are those people. Well, and the thing is, yeah. like, it's easily bankable, right? Because if, yeah. you, if you're a comedian and you have record sales to prove that people will buy your product, it's easier to get money behind you to make a podcast because you're a proven product. It costs almost nothing yep. to make a podcast. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's, like, no overhead. Yeah. It um, feels like if you live in LA and you're a comedian, you have to have a podcast or be oh, working yeah. on a podcast. It's just or, people bullshitting. It's, yeah. or, it's not interesting. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, or be a reality TV show. Yeah. Um, talent yeah. or personality. Yeah. 
and I don't mind, like, some of them are really good. Like, I've listened to, like, I've listened to a certain amount of Doug Benson stuff, and he's pretty funny, but he's got a concept around which he builds the show. Yeah. And it's not just people having conversations that are funny. You need to have a concept Yeah, now. exactly. Like, you can't just, yeah, you can't just be people talking. Like, you can't just, you can't really do, like, reg- like yeah, talk radio the same yeah. way. Like, you have to have a gimmick. And I mean, that was something that we talked about a lot when we were coming up with this show, because we, we all had good chemistry together, we liked doing stuff together, but we didn't want to just have, like, a talk show because yeah. it's difficult and really hard to, like, you know, make funny consistently. You, you need a framework. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Mm. So, um, Nika, and then I guess the rest of you guys are going to answer, too. Do you ever get, like, podcasts, like, fatigue where it's, like, you just don't, like, you're tired of hearing people talk to you and you just kind of want to, like, check out and not listen to podcasts for a while? Or, like, you don't want to listen to a podcast because you just listen to, like, four hours of them. You're like, enough. If I hear uh, Nika roll another fucking 20, I'm going to kill myself. Um, Absolutely not. I listen to podcasts all day. I will listen to this, like, a series. I usually run through a couple series of podcasts a week if they are all out already. Um, I love it. I will go back and I will re-listen to them if I like them because I'm doing it whenever I'm working. I'm only half listening yeah. anyway. I think yeah. this is why maybe this is why I'm good at zoning out because there's constantly someone talking in my ear. Um, but I only catch about half the podcasts, so I can re like go back through and re-listen to really any of the podcasts and probably learn something new, which is what I've done with a lot of them just to get the information. So I don't think I get like there might be five, literally five minutes where I'm like, "Ooh, I want to listen to this song," and I go listen to a song, and then I go right back to podcasts. Interesting. What about you, Kim? I do get podcast fatigue like really bad because I I don't know what's broken in my brain, but I'm a very obsessive person. So if I find a new show that I think is funny, I will listen to it constantly for like days on end, and then after like a couple months of between me listening to them and like other shows, I'll just be like, "No more." No more, no more voices. I will listen to music for the next three months only. And then when I come back to it, it's just like, "Uh, do I really want to listen to this again? It's like when you find a song that you really, really like and listen to it so much, you make yourself sick of it. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at too. What are you saying? Uh, so so just quick, I do that with food. I'll like, or I used to like, I make like one thing every day for like a month and then never eat it again. Um, yeah. <laughs> I get, I get podcast fatigue like once in a blue moon um, and, it, and usually it's more if I'm like feeling like sensory overloaded and I don't want to listen to like anything Okay, and yeah. that's when I'll like turn it off and I'll go and I'll like lie in the dark in the silence yes this is good <laughs> um, but it's pretty rare like usually I'm like I'm like playing video games and listening to podcasts like double like Trying yeah. to like listen to things and shit like that. Like it's yeah, it's pretty rare. That's a pretty good love podcast. Yeah, it's a really good. Good. Brought us all together. If you're listening to this, you probably love podcasts too. Oh, go vote online. Oh <laughs> shit! Good play. I see. I see what you did there. All right, so it's my turn, and I get to hate. And I hate a lot of things. I mean, if you know me, I'm a curmudgeon. <laughs> I'm like a little young Ebenezer Scrooge. But I was I was rec- I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys about this article that I read uh, on on the cbc.ca uh, about recycling, and then I'm gonna tell you what my hate is. Huh. 
All right. So it turns out Canada is having a problem with recycling. Uh, so the way recycling works in Canada, and it might work this way in the U.S. too, I'm not sure. But the way it works is you turn in all of your uh, recycled materials to the city, effectively. And then the city has to find a buyer to buy the recycled goods so that they can then process them. Because the city doesn't process them, right? So uh, in order for anything to be recycled and reused, it has to be purchased by somebody who buys it in bulk. And then has to... Uh, you know, then you have to get it to that person and they have to make whatever new product they're making out of the plastic or the metal or the glass. Uh, the problem, though, is that China, who is the, the world's major importer of recycled goods, like pre, like before they're remade again, has decreased the amount of recycling goods that they take from other countries by a lot. So, like, in, in Alberta and in Calgary specifically right now, they're are just effectively landfills of recycled goods that are separated into their categories that they can't sell to anybody. Oh, shit. So everyone in Calgary who thinks that they are recycling, they're really just sending it to a different special landfill where it's all sorted out, but still sitting and is not available to be recycled because there's no one to buy the used product to recycle it. So what I'm saying is I hate it when you think you're doing a good thing or when you think something is good, but in reality, you're not making a difference. You're not doing anything. All, all that happens is nothing. I would be doing, like, I could take all the plastics that I put in the recycling bin and throw them away. And it would be <laughs> the same thing. Because effectively, they're just sitting in a landfill. So I hate it when things that you think are good turn out to be bad. That's my hate. I hate it. Damn. That's a good one. I thought you were going to hate on recycling, and I have a fun, <laughs> hateable recycling fact. <laughs> no, no, I like I like recycling. I just, it just turns out I don't recycle, because yeah. what I do is I put it in a landfill that's waiting to be purchased. It's, ar- it's arguably uh, worse for the environment because of the sorting and the extra transportation. Oh, damn. Yeah, well, not to mention the yeah. idea that, like, okay, cool, so China is the major importer of recycled goods, so what that means is that you have to look at the the difference between like how much pollution is being made. What's the carbon footprint yeah. of this fucking to go container that I put in the recycling uh. when it goes all the way to China to get remade, where it then expels other like chlorofluorocarbons, where it's terrible. So it's like I I hate it when things like that happen, where you're like you think you're doing a good thing, yeah. you think that you're helping, but it turns out you're not doing a goddamn thing. That sucks. I I have a question yes. for you because. Uh, even though it is, it seems difficult and insurmountable to change the broken systems that you try to do good within, do you think the effort counts for something? Or if, since it's going to be the same either way, you shouldn't even try? See, this is where, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. Um, to me, I think it's probably worth trying because the idea is eventually they'll find a buyer, and when they find mm-hmm. the buyer, they'll like if there's nothing to recycle, they can't sell, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. on the other hand, it's like why waste the time? Like I don't know, it's very defeating. I mean, it's the same amount of it, at least in the recycling example, it's the same amount of effort for us it's, on our end. Yeah, so we might as well try it. Yeah, right? but, like it's putting yeah. a thing in a bin. Well, it's creating jobs for people who separate bins. Yeah. But like another example is like, okay, cool. You know what? Uh, I I I care about the environment. 
And uh, I got myself a Tesla. Mm. I don't burn Ugh. gas, bitches. Oh yeah. Well, what powers the f- what powers your power grid? Is it coal? Because if it's coal, you're still polluting. <laughs> <laughs> he also gave Elon Musk money. Also which, that, ooh. which is a problem. He, yeah. yeah so don't he, give Cave Daddy do money. Um, yeah, so, like, I don't, like, just anything like that, where you just, you're honestly, like, trying to do something on, like, good and pure, and it just, you, like, the the wool is lifted from your eyes and you see none of this. Like, when you, yeah. All I am doing is jerking off. Like, when you donate (sighs) to a charity... And then you like find out later that that charity was like misappropriating all their money, or like yeah, doing, or like yeah, people who don't like know that, that the, Salva- the Salvation Army yeah. is kind of a bunch okay. of shitbags. Yeah. Yeah. Like they think they're doing good. Turns out no, they're just supporting like terrible things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad, man. And it's depressing to think about too. Like, and, like, and, and you can't fix it. And there's no way to get around it. You're just stuck. And it's like, and then you have to decide for yourself, like, is it worth, like the question that you asked it, yeah. is it, is it worth even bothering? Like, and, and I think a lot of people do give up for that reason. They, yeah. You, they, you, you get that apathy. You're like, well, fuck it. Nothing matters. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, I mean. It, you gotta keep fighting. So like, but yeah, like you do. Like, so like the other one, so, so like the answer is, okay, so I guess now instead of recycling to go things now i'm gonna make an effort to take containers into restaurants to use for to go yeah to use my own containers so that they don't have to have them but the problem is they're still fucking buying those things they don't care if one one customer is like doing so like you're it's it's like you take what you thought what like you were making a contribution to society and the world not to be narcissistic (laughs) but like And, and you're like, hey, everybody's like, hey, if everybody just does this one thing, yeah. the world can theoretically get better. And you find out that, yeah, none of it, none of it matters. Yeah. I, I feel like the only things we should fret about are the things that are under our control. So I think it is good if you want to use, like, a refillable water bottle or take your own things into restaurants. Because even if it's small and it doesn't ultimately add up, it's still a good thing that you can do and that you have control to change. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. I will say that that there is a, for me at least, there's a cumulative effect of this though, right? Where like, like every time you learn that something that you thought was good is not in fact good, you're less inclined to do the good thing because fuck it in two weeks, I'm going to read an article that says that like, (laughs) that says feeding your dog dog food from two feet away is actually bad because. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and then you kind of, there, there's that side of it too, where like, there's always people trying to prove that everything is terrible. Yeah. You know, like, or, or you, yeah, you try in a small way and people shit on you for not like, like, yeah, I'm recycling, and people then people like come and shit on you for like not living completely off the grid and like yeah. making your own. Where's your compost out of toilet? Hemp. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Like gatekeeping, trying to do a good thing, like that sucks too. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's crazy. Like I can't. It's yeah, like, frustrating. Yeah, like what? Are you, and what are you supposed to do? Like, yeah, not try. Like, yeah, and eventually, yeah. like, it gets to that point where you're just mm-hmm. like, I can't. I've tried 10 ways to do this the right way. I don't know how to do... A, a, I don't know how to make this this good this thing a good thing anymore. Yeah. Because all I know is that 
I'm gonna try it, and it's gonna just end up in a landfill. Or things like, you know, like, flying use, yeah. like, releases so much goddamn CO2 into the atmosphere. But, like, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna rent a car and drive, like, to Indiana to visit your mom? At, like, or go to, like, do our freaking wedding? Like, no! Like, there's just yeah. certain things where you just can't. Like, you gotta, you gotta do the shitty thing. Because there's yeah. no better option. Yeah, I think at that point is when the virtue of coming together is more impactful. Because even if it's just you who is bringing your own doggy bag, like you said, it doesn't really make that big of a dent. But if you can form some type of movement, get other people's support, maybe ask the restaurants for their support doing it, it go into politics, get a, a bonus for restaurants that either use like decomposable doggy bags like i know they have bamboo ones yeah Paul or, Leaf, yeah, yeah something like that i think is where you can start to slowly make changes for good instead of just feeling like you're just hitting a wall every time you try to do something good yeah like ideally what would happen is like the walmarts and the pf changs the cheesecake factories of the world would be like hey if you bring in your own to go we're gonna do like five percent off or ten percent off or yeah that would be cool like that. incentives yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. so you can incentivize people to do it yeah. but like this like until that happens yeah I'll, i will attempt to continue bringing my container but like dude i forget the we have like 10, oh, 10 yeah. fabric sacks for shopping, and Never I remember. almost always forget them. <laughs> and so, like, and then you feel like a shitbag because you know that you should have done the thing yeah. and you forgot. <laughs> Brad, um, what is, and if it's the recycling thing, that's fine. What is the uh, biggest shock that you've had where you found this this good thing to be not good? I can't talk about it. Oh. Oh. It's it's some army stuff. I mean, uh, in, 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 I can talk about it in vague terms. So basically, my job in the military uh, was uh, more or less uh, damage prevention. Like, I, I do pattern recognition to make sure people don't hit IEDs so they don't blow up. Uh, so every day I do this. Every day I'm trying to help. But the problem really is that, like, nobody listens. Like, so I, I'm spending, like... 10 hours a day working on a fucking PowerPoint slideshow that says, don't go up this route, go up this route, because 20 times in the last two weeks there have been IEDs up this route, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but you, and then you hand that off, and then they're like, ah, we don't give a fuck. And then somebody gets injured, or killed, or they lose a, an, an arm or something, and it's just like, what am I even here for, man? Like, Shit, it's pointless. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the worst one. I will say yeah, this recycling awful. thing, like, really fucked me up when I read it, though, because I was like, what is even what is even like (laughs) like how how is how is this how recycling works um but yeah shit so um yeah i don't like it it sucks and i think everybody's had that experience at some point in time or another where like they've been doing they've they've had a set of behaviors or a set of beliefs that they thought were like good and helping not just themselves but like the people around them too and they found out that it wasn't Oof. And like Oof. everybody has that moment where it's just like, it just knocks the wind out of you, and you're just like, how do I, what do I do now? I don't, I don't know. And yeah, yeah and it's just like I was such an asshole, and there's no way to go back in time and change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was totally wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. especially if you like you've been preaching about it. Like, look at all the recycling we do. Suck it, people who yeah! don't recycle like we do. We're better people than you, and then it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's what I hate. I hate it when things that are good aren't. 
That's a solid That's a. Good yeah. One. Yeah. Do you guys have any examples in your own lives of things like this that have happened? Oof. It's, uh, it's a weird kind of abstract question. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, if you can't think of anything, that's fine. Uh. I can. Uh, when I used to be a Christian, I probably said some horrible things Word. to people and made some, gave some horrible advice about stuff because I didn't know any better and I thought I was trying to do the Lord's work and save these people, but deeply incorrect. <laughs> yeah, it's rough, man. It's I mean, rough. Yeah, especially like my gay friends or just like my friends who weren't Christian and I was just like, I have to save them so they won't oh, go to hell. Oh, no. And it's just like, no, young Kimberly. No, no. <laughs> Let them live. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, and a lot of it is out of like ignorance or like. Oh, yeah. Or, like, it's like literally like, I had no idea that yeah, this is like how recycling works in Canada. Yeah. Or like, or and for all I know, this could be how it works in the United States too. It's probably pretty similar. Yeah, because like it's, it's based on capitalism, right? You have yeah. to, there has yeah. to be a, there, you have to have a need <laughs> to move yeah. the stuff because just wanting to do it for the world's sake is not good enough for companies. Or governments. Of course but, um, not. Uh, yeah. But, like, do you guys think that this is how, like, a percentage... I'm saying a percentage because we, I, we all clearly know that not all of them feel this way. But, like, there's got to be a percentage of Trump voters who are like, what have I done? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, and, just, and that's so. just kind of like... Yeah. I mean, I mean I hope, like, I hope they realize that, but at the same time, I want their whole world to come crashing down on them. (laughs) I don't really care as long as they vote Democrat in the next election. (laughs) I, when when I was driving home today, Ben and I were behind a car that had a Q and an American flag on it, and I was like, these are the people, these are the people that I need to fucking fight if we're gonna get anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's what I hate. You should hate it too. Yeah. That's all I got. Go vote for me. (laughs) (laughs) all right uh so before before we 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 shuffle off this podcast coil um (laughs) we we got got a patron to thank uh at the five dollar mark so we're gonna give him a thank on 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 one two three thank uh but first of all who is it it's robbie hayes robbie he's a good dude he's our gm very good yes he is he is he's very good he's very good very good uh, he gave so, me compost. Uh, on, I'm gonna go one, two, three. We're gonna say thanks all at the same time, roughly. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> there we go. All right, uh, uh, Kim. Do we have any new reviews? No, none that I can see on iTunes. Okay. None. Can I? Rude. May I, May I go out on a a quote relating to your last hate? Yes. Because I think it's I think it's relevant, and I think it'll be a, a nice note to end this episode. I'd like to quote. The great poet's Lincoln Park. <laughs> I God tried so that. hard and got so far. And in the end, it never even mattered. God damn. <laughs> oh, you got all to lose it all. <laughs> That's true. It is. It's terrible. And I hate it, but it's true. Um, it didn't even matter? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, but, you know, uh, in, uh, in other also somewhat... I mean, not sad news, because we still appreciate all the money you folks give us, because it's allowing us to continue to do this, and to release these in a somewhat timely manner. Uh, But we are back under $300, so we are not producing any sort of extra content. And uh, theoretically, we will have extra content once people start doing steals and nabbing people, because then we'll have to cut out audio and release it as special release stuff. So if if you want access to that good, good audio, (laughs) then, uh, you know, 
find find somebody uh and and subs- log on to their computer and subscribe to patreon without them knowing mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah we'll be good yeah, that's not a demo at all <laughs> no also if you cannot afford to donate to our patreon we totally understand the economy is a piece of shit but what you can do is go on itunes and rate and review us that's that's free baby that's fucking cost zero money. Also, go add us to your podcast list in Spotify. Because yeah. that doesn't do anything for us, really, except for puts us higher on the list of podcasts. Um, and if you are already a patron, obviously we love you. You should take a look at Patreon because we just uh, changed up our 5 and $10 tiers. Um, so you may mm-hmm. be eligible for cool new things like mm, quarterly postcards and maybe some goodies from us. Uh, and, and it, I think from the $5 level on up, you can send in a definition of love for Brad to read at the top of the show. So go check Patreon if you are, uh, at one of those levels or higher, because there's some new goodies there for you. Yeah, and 10 and up gets the episode early, and they get access to our Cool Ranch logo. Yes. Yeah, Cool Ranch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, send us definitions of love, because I... I you know. We want to know what you think of love so that we can then make fun of it. <laughs> really encouraging for people. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you guys, uh, one more time, let's go around the horns repeating what everyone loved and everyone hated. In order, uh, Steph. Uh, I'm Steph. You can find me at Steph O. Kingston on Twitter, and I loved thrift shopping. I'm Kim. You can find me at Kim Caddies. That's at K-Y-M-C-A-T-T-Y-S. And I hate meditation. I'm Nika. You can find me at Nika underscore Howard, and I love podcasts. I'm Brad. You can find me at B squared underscore yo. In this episode, I hate it when you think you're doing like a good thing for society or for yourself, and it turns out that thing is bad or useless, and it, everyone lied to you. And if you want to find us on Twitter, we are at Love to Hate Cast. You can email us love to hate cast at gmail.com and vote on our website. Love to hate podcast.com. And where's the Patreon out again? I lost it. Uh, that is <gasps> patreon.com slash love to hate. What about our sweet good boy editor? Josh. You can find Josh at JW Scal. Hating us right now because of all of this. At this point, he's probably like, okay, fine, I get it. These fucks. Um, uh, yes, he is, he is wonderful. Uh, where can we find him, Kim? You can find him at JW Scalf on Twitter. Uh, he's also on the podcast Sugoi Core. Which, if you like anime, you definitely enjoy that. They basically do fun improv about what anime should not exist. <laughs> All right. Well, so that was our show for the third time. And hopefully you loved it. Hopefully you didn't hate us. Uh, hopefully you go rate us. Please leave us five stars. If you don't, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. Love to hate. should do a goof that like i did i hated birds in an episode and there's just no content like josh edited it all out uh i'm steph and i love birds they're my favorite oh my parents sometimes listen to this show uh anyways so yeah you're married (laughs) yeah not even jesus can stop you now doesn't mean we talk about
about it. You hold the power here, zombie. <laughs> I am Brad. You can find me at B squared underscore. Yo. And you can you can find me there. And when you find me there, you should tweet at me. <laughs> a broken Brad's, wow. A broken man. Brad's gone. Brad, right. I thought you were good, but you are bad. <laughs> Dog, go away. It's too hot. Go away. Sorry, Finn is like like. Yeah, he was like breathing on my back. Um, <laughs> like, I can, the warmth of his breath is gross. All right, anyways.